When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Threatian super sagged. So sagged. Sagged. Okay. So sagged. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Every single episode and, you know, God willing, I, maybe I'll get my, my hostmanship numbers up to double digits next year, Ben. It seems like a fantastic New Year's resolution. New Year's resolution to go from, I think I'm sitting at seven? Hey, not maybe? bad. Not, not bad. bad. I, think, I think I snuck in like one because you were sick and we did like a recap yes at like, a, like a yeah like a best of episode yep yeah so uh, i got to, i got to like host the intro on that one snuck one in there so i think i'm at seven i don't know i have to go check the official leaderboard but who knows maybe next year we can get into the double digits i, I something tells me there's a very strong likelihood of that happening i you mean you know. came on strong this year i know i mean we we went all the way up to it maybe seven <laughs> i know i know pretty incredible were you yeah. at zero at the start of this year i don't know if i was at completely zero we've been doing it for so many years now three uh, years three this is our, whole this years is the first episode in year four of cooper sarlin brothers podcast that's right welcome to popcorn culture that's us that's us yep. we've made it anyway guys thank you so much for sticking with us for all of 2022 uh we thought it would be fun for our final episode of the year uh to to delve into um our discord server which is kind of accessible through patreon mm-hmm. we asked the lovely folks over there if they had any questions for for us yeah. uh, that we could potentially answer or or spark some conversation over try yep. to figure out what the people want what do the people want man i know so we want to we want to be there for you guys we want to be able to provide that intel so um let's just let's just dive on in here and see see what we've got all right um all right Starting off, the first question that we received was from Jackie, not a time traveler, which is their their username over there on on the old Discord, who says, what is the process for coming up with video ideas? Oh, man, Jackie, the process is, um, well, you start thinking about it, and then you never, ever stop, ever. It, it, you desperately, <laughs> day in, day out, hope that another glimmer of inspiration somehow yes. finds its way into your <laughs> noggin. Yeah. It's like... I remember once upon a time we had um, a lad named Isaac here from from the YouTube channel Watso Videos. Yes, and I remember while he was here, he well, first of all he's just a pure delight of a person. He's like very very friendly, very nice person. Um, and while he was here, though, he was talking about like the like the eight videos that he had like scripts ready for concepts like spelled out on, and I was like. 
wow, that is massively intimidating. Like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, that is like that is like 19 inch biceps of script ideas. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how's your How's your quest for the 17 inch bicep going? I said 19. I meant 17. Yeah. You're, I, I just made things even worse for yeah, myself. Yeah. Well, there's, there's no way 19's happening. I'm yeah. not even close to 17. I yeah. think I, I made it from a diameter of 14 and a half inches to 15 inches this year. Oh so man. I'm not close. Not close. So yeah. I mean, but a little bit closer. A little bit closer. You know, incremental progress is all you can hope for in this life. It's uh, well, I mean, you can hope for you know monumental exponential progress, but you know, but you have to be satisfied with incremental progress. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah. So on on the <clears throat> note of video topics, I mean, I think that there's a lot of um, here here at like a typical day at SCB. I think one of the things that's really common is for us to like be standing out in like the the like the I don't even know what to call it the common area, the main area. Area where like everybody's the bullpen, the, the bullpen, yeah, because yeah. we're that type of office, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, uh, but like, so you know, a lot of times, like, everybody like will be standing out there, we'll be drinking coffee or like having lunch or whatever, and it's just like you just start throwing concepts at each other in a way that's very like, like, does this make sense? What about this? How about that? And it's like a lot of times, and I, I find this so often, and I think you do the same as well, Jay. Like, we'll go back and watch a video that we had written from like several years ago. And while you're listening to it, you're like, this is actually pretty clever. Like, yeah. you know, and you're like, you're proud of yourself retroactively. But the day, the day that you post any video, you're like, like you're so familiar with the subject matter by the time you hit upload that you're like, it all feels so obvious. It's like everybody already knows. This. Everyone knows this. Um, so if anything, it's almost like the doing, doing it for so long that I can go back and revisit topics that I don't even remember covering in the first place, being impressed with our own script from several years ago and being like, this holds up. This is solid. This is great. <laughs> um, I think, I think frequently it's actually really good for me as a reminder in the moment that it's like, don't worry, Ben. Like, just because right now it doesn't feel like the most profound thing you've ever thought of, like, it's possible that years from now you'll actually look back on it and be like, well, that was pretty good. Oh, man. Maybe the best example of this ever was um, right when the movie Infinity War came out on DVD. And there was so like right when it came out in theaters, there was this like huge spike in interest in it. And there was like a lull. And then like it came out in like, um, I think August of that year. And there was this huge, like big spike, like everyone who missed it in theaters was like, I got to see it now. People have been talking about it. Um, everyone who did see it in theaters obviously wanted to see it again. It was just like huge thing. Yeah. And so we were making like a ton of Infinity War videos and we made one about like the truth about Thor's new eye or yes. something, I think. Yeah. Uh, which ended up not being true. No, it didn't. But the, okay. Although the what we were getting at never got explained either. Whatever. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. How did Thor know everyone was in Wakanda? We don't. We don't know. He just guessed, even though he'd never been there before. But he arrived just in time. Very important. Anyway, did, did we think that it was like Heimdall? Something to do with Heimdall? Like, because he also had those like orange eyes. Yeah, he had those orange eyes. We thought he was going to have some sort of like extra sight with the new eye or something, and that's how he'd be able to see where they were. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but that I don't know. That didn't happen. He just shows up. No explanation needed. Sometimes. I suppose, but we like wrote it and it was a video you were hosting and we like shot it. We went through like we did the rough cut. We had all the assets pulled. It was like halfway through editing and you just started like having the most severe internal doubt on this video. Oh my like, gosh. Like, yeah. you I mean, know, I'm sitting me. there working on the thumbnail and you're like, 
I'm writing a new one. I'm just, no, this isn't it. This isn't it. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I was so torn up about it. It was like, it was, and I don't even know why. I think it was like partially because like during this like particular era, you know, it was like, we, we fell into the exact same, um, like situation that just seemingly everyone else did as well, which was like, it came out on DVD or Blu-ray or digital or whatever. And it was like, man, I can't wait to watch it again. And so I like we did. And then we were like, man, let's start covering it. And like the videos were just like, like they were getting kinds of numbers that have only ever happened during that month of super Carlin brothers existence. Like, right. It was like, <laughs> it has only ever happened one time that like for this, like one month we would like upload a video and then be on the trending page for YouTube and then upload a video. It would be on the trending page for YouTube and then upload a video. It was like, how is this happening? Like, like, we were just like, we were right in the zone, right in the YouTube sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, talk about situations where it was like, it was lucky. Like in my mind, I see it as lucky. Like, I mean, obviously we, we had enough of like established like concepts and like we had studied the material and we've been doing this for like a long time and everything. But it was also like, I can't explain to you why they're doing as well as they are, right? which is also <laughs> like one of those like really weird, like I'm glad they are, but right. like, I can't tell you why they're doing better than like other things would be doing. Um, and I think that was giving me like a, a huge amount of like internalized, like anxiety and worry right. that it was like, it was like, Oh my gosh. Like now the spotlight is like really on. Right. Like and there's like, no margin for error anymore. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like now, like if we're, I mean, if that's what we're doing, like we need to be like, we need to be like making videos for, you know, like, like they need to be like rock solid, like super researched, well vetted, like all the stuff. And I was just, I don't know. I had, I had a small pain. Anyway, I ended up being on the training page on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Was like, yeah. Any, anyway, it went on to be extremely successful video. So uh, that was, yeah, I was, it's like so weird to think about though, when you just have like this, like a tremendous amount of like doubt about stuff or like, um, uh, we wrote, uh, we actually, we're going to shoot it right after this. So, um, you'll probably have seen this video already, but we, um, wrote, we're, we're writing a video about the um, movie avatar, the way of water, which yes. just came out. And like, um, we were going through it yesterday and like writing is the first avatar video we've ever written. Like we posted our review of the movie, um, which is our first time ever doing any content around this particular franchise. But then we were like writing the first video ever about it. And like, who knows how it'll do? I don't, I don't know. Hope, hopefully it's just like this thing people are super excited about. And it's like a new thing we can dive into. I know. Like that's, <coughs> that's like the, it, it's always like this too, because I mean, we were the same way, like with, I feel like Marvel stuff where it was yeah. like at the time it was like, we were like, we definitely had like, you know, given ourselves like the like we're the Pixar people or like you know Harry Potter or, yeah like, you know, like we had like our wheelhouses yeah and it was kind of and that was probably also part of the reason I was so insecure about the Marvel stuff because it was like man we don't know this stuff as well yeah I haven't read 60 years worth of Thor comics or it, yeah you know, right exactly right. so you don't know like all the aggressive deep you know lore where it's like I don't know like like Thor gets that eye because like he always gets the eye because like in 1964 there was like a run by Stanley and you know it's like like it's like there's always like an explanation like that like, yeah oh okay oh my gosh so was, this is it was a reference i this is not to like immediately tangent off but like
like uh, the thing I've been sort of like watching to like fall asleep has been the old uh, 1997 X-Men cartoon on Disney Plus Natural, right now. The, yeah, yeah, of course. Right. Of course. Yeah, Why not? Is it great? It's I mean, it's pretty good. It's it, pretty good for for a kids show in 1997. One, I will say it is more violent than you would expect. OK. And two has way more continuity than you would expect. Like, OK. There is like a full arc happening throughout the season. Like every episode like starts with a very detailed like previously on X-Men and it goes through it. Um, I would say there's a lot more like uh, I feel like that they always have this problem with Wolverine in any iteration of anything ever where um, the obvious thing that he would do with his powers is like just, you know, straight up stabby stab people. Yeah. And he just can't do that <laughs> on like a kid's show. Oh, sure. sure, <laughs> you know? sure. Yes, like, yes. They constantly have to find things for him to cut with his claws that don't involve like straight up just gouging the enemy, which would be <laughs> super effective and like end every fight immediately. But like it's so frustrating watching Wolverine be like, I'm going to get you, bub. And like no matter no matter what, if he dives at someone, they will grab both of his wrists, and he will just be like, ah, can't do anything. I'm defeated. And yet he's still like the most popular. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, still the most yeah. popular. Otherwise, it's yeah. So, so there's that. Um, I don't know where I was totally going with this. Oh, oh, oh. what I was going with was that I've watched like many iterations of x-men at this point like i've watched um you know like i've seen all the movies i actually read like a very long run of x-men comics once upon a time interesting yeah okay. i know i, I was I like knew that yeah I, it was like it was in that weird period of time like where i graduated college and didn't quite have like a full-time job yet i think or maybe maybe i did because i was reading it on an ipad so I must have I must have had a job because I had the iPad. I remember when yeah, because you yeah. won the iPad. Because I won the I iPad at, yeah. at a work party, so maybe that was it. Maybe I just didn't have anything to do. Yeah, you know, like Beth was off at like you know graduate school, and I was just like home alone on the weekends, like well, we're nothing to do. Um, but this was before like Marvel Unlimited, so I think like every issue was costing me like two dollars or something, and I was like whatever, and I like didn't know where to start, so I just randomly picked like Ultimate. X-Men. I'm just going to start here. Issue one, go. And I probably read like over a hundred of it or whatever. Wow. Okay. I got pretty cool. deep into it and it was like, it was very good. Uh, I enjoyed it. So I've like, done like that. I've watched a bunch of the cartoons and stuff and it is amazing to me how no matter how many different ways you tell X-Men, there are always there's like, there are always the same set of villains. There's always this subgroup of people that will show up it's always this senator trying to push this thing it's like it's like there's so many interpretations of it and yet it's always still kind of the same interesting like no no matter what and it's like that's um it's always so it's i don't know it's interesting to me how it works out like that yeah well i mean and that's it's even it's fascinating as well like whenever you've seen multiple iterations of even something like batman you know it's like yeah so like how many different like jokers have we had at this oh, point so time? many you know it's like in and over and over and over again it's like i, I would say batman the exact same way uh where like it doesn't matter if you're watching like gotham you know on on like like a like a tv show or like the the nolan series or like going back to like the you know 80s and 90s versions of it it's like every yeah. single time all the same people show up and it's almost just like it's like yeah we've done a new version but with all the old characters it's fun <laughs> to see like what the like how will how will you uh make this character your own while also still having it be completely recognizable as like having all of the characteristics that it always has. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's like, yeah, you're doing a new Batman, but you don't have new villains. Like it's not Batman unless there's a Joker and it's not Batman unless there's Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn and Catwoman and Robin and B- B- Alfred, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard to allow it to continue to be exactly what it always has been without doing all of the additional tropes as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we were also talking about Avatar before we got onto this, this right. tangent about yes. X-Men. So like we're, we are currently getting ready to shoot our very first ever uh, Avatar video, which will delve into like from the the latest movie, The Way of Water, like who is the character Kiri's father? Right, that's like the big mystery coming out of it. Who the the who is Ray's dad or parents or whatever? I know, yeah. Which yeah. is which is like one of these things where it's like it it frequently feels like like everybody kind of has this like collective eye roll about these types of topics. I think it's because of Ray. I do think it's because of Ray. I think Ray beat it to death. And it was kind of one of those things where I almost even feel like the writers in the star Wars room were like, it really needs to be cool now. And it was like, or important or significant or, or something, you know, in order to like satisfy like the, the great mystery of it all, or, or maybe go in the complete opposite direction and make it completely boring. It's like, nobody knows, like at some point in time, it's like, there's been too much speculation. There's like too much of the design by committee problem where it's like now everybody's kind of contributed their thoughts and everybody Uh, sort of has like built an expectation. Everybody kind of wants a different thing to happen. uh, The Ray one was so bad because they didn't have something in mind. I don't think at the beginning they were just like, Let's put this mystery in a box and we'll just open it later. We'll figure it out later. It'll yeah, be we'll fine. Put that mystery in a box and we'll put that box inside of another box. And then we'll mail that box to ourselves. And when it arrives, it'll be Palpatine's son. Palpatine's off screen son's daughter. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. It'll be great, but not really his son. Like, sort of a failed clone attempt at him who then had a daughter and then she was really powerful. So, I whatever. Um, I'm getting frustrated just thinking about it. I know, but the, the point is, is that like, you know, it's interesting, like people would, uh, there, there is a lot of that, like sort of like eye roll type stuff or, or I feel like even Avatar itself as like a film, it's like one of these things where it's like, I do feel like there's a whole bunch of people who like really want to dislike it or like to, to see it as like sort of this, like, like, Oh, like, you know, like whatever. Um, and I, I can't figure out like whether or not it's just the result of like when things are just like so popular because it's like you can have that feeling and yet it will still probably be like the most viewed movie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. There is definitely. Yeah. The, this like uh, an innate reaction to like dislike something simply because it's popular, yeah. which is just like the older I get, the I'm more the more I'm like, I don't like that doesn't those it doesn't even make sense. But I'll even talk to people. And they're like, yeah, I know it doesn't even make sense. It's just like my like gut reaction. Or yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like like I I've like trained myself to be this way, and it's like, but why? Why? But like, why? Just why? Well, I yeah. I had the exact same feeling. You know, I always think it's really interesting about like um like in the <clears throat> '90s, like I, like my very first ever you know CD was the Backstreet Boys, and right. I remember this was like one of those things. Like I got it when I was in third grade. Like it didn't even occur to me to like consider whether or not this was like a cool first CD to have. And then it seemed like there was like an era where it was like, oh man, like boy bands, like the worst, the like worst. like how embarrassing. Like, don't let anybody know that was your first CD. And then, like, enough time passed, and it was like, they're kind of great. And every time they come on the radio, I very unironically love it. And it's sort of like, how does this happen? How... 
how does it happen? Because um, it's the same thing. Like, you know, if you want to like apply it to like the, the prequels from Star Wars, it was like for 20 years, everybody was like, oh my God, the worst. The worst. And then all of a sudden people were like, they're kind of fun. You know what? Like, they're, they're not bad. Like, I think everybody's still sort of like, Jar Jar was a little annoying. But everything else everything like, was like, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, it's like Star Wars like initially only had like the three movies to go off of. And then like, if you're, if this is what Star Wars is supposed to be is these three movies, then, then these, these three prequels don't look that good but in the meantime star wars is like no what it means to be star wars is this vast universe of other things we create and it's like oh now it kind of makes sense yeah yeah now, right now right. it is star wars actually right <laughs> yeah. right right like so maybe they almost like they, they made it and it was like it was uh, a little ahead of its time or something in yeah. terms of like the rest of the world building that was going on and now it's kind of like oh okay now i get it now, now i, I get, get it. it the context helps boom but anyway so back to avatar again we're yep. you know we're all over the place here we're doing but our like best. what was interesting about writing this video for the first time is that like you know um, we've covered like Harry Potter so much that like we're you know we we have looked at like every nook and cranny it feels like about and like we're walking into Avatar and it's like we have looked in no nooks and crannies like everything is on the surface yes everything yes. is just like boom oh wow look here I don't even have to look under rocks I can just look around which is very Avatar you know you just look around in that movie you it's just, just look awesome around. yeah we <laughs> but we, so, we do always describe it like with the Harry Potter we call it the Harry Potter barrel and it's like a lot of times it feels like you're you're taking your cup into that barrel and you're like reaching your arm all the way down and you're kind of like scraping on the bottom and like pulling up like a handful of like splinters mm -hmm. and it's like well there it's still something <coughs> there is still something in the cup we can talk about that we can talk about um, this but you know like it, it, it is certainly the case that like and it's the same way like i feel like when we do like harry potter trivia like for our trivia nights and stuff it's like the harry potter trivia questions are like wildly obscure they're like very difficult whereas like if you're talking about like disney it might be like what is moana's dad's name right you know and it's Chief like Dewey. <laughs> yeah right it's like but like that's still trivia but like to be like what is harry potter's dad's name right yeah it's that'd like, be like that, way too easy it's like that's not trivia that's not Every, trivia everyone that's that. common knowledge Right. Yeah. Or maybe maybe again this is like just one of those like like it's it's our bias based on like how we've experienced the world. Yeah. But so anyway, like we were talking about yesterday, like if you were to like be like, hey, like the Avatar barrel just arrived, we cracked open the lid and like we didn't even have to like it's like, like you could just take a ladle and like soup it right off the soup top. Soup it right off the top. Yeah. Right. But um it's like the 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 I don't know um, inner turmoil I was having with that was then like you're making these connections that like once you make them it like feels so obvious you're like did I even need to point it out like, yes you yes, know yes, like yes. do I like like man if I thought about it for like maybe 10 more seconds maybe everyone else did but then I'm like no no just just trust that it's an interesting fact yeah just yeah don't worry about it right you just got to go with it like we're, we're like literally talking about how like when Awa selects Jake you know like like in like the little like um thistly wood sprites wood sprites yeah yeah she used the technical term definitely can put that in avatar trivia yeah what are those things <laughs> yeah, called? what are they called <laughs> wood sprites what are the super important spore things uh, that the, land the on pollen. Jake <laughs> Yeah. Um, we're like, we're like, you know, like this is the moment that represents that like Jake is being selected as the bridge between the Navi people and like, you know, the sky people from earth who yeah. are emerging. And then it's like, he's standing on a bridge, like literally standing on a bridge. When that, like when that, it's like, <laughs> like uh, uh, <laughs> I see, I see what they're doing. Right. So, uh -huh. Yeah. Or, mm, or the other one, that me and you had, like a big, like, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yesterday, it's like we're talking about like the character, um, the original scientist who was like the forerunner who like wrote the book on the Navi people yeah. is, is the character of Grace. And yeah. so she's like, you know, deeply integrated. And really, the only reason that there's even like interpersonal connections between the, the sky people and the Navi in the first place is because this one person exists. And then ultimately, like, you have like the ceremony that sort of happens where they're trying to like merge her dying human body with her like avatar body so that like her consciousness can be like shifted or whatever and like you know then she she goes on to potentially like be one with awa or whatever yeah and and it's like again you're talking about like this this sort of like building of like a a, a line between you know the again the sky people and the the navi natives yeah. and and yeah her her like avatar body goes on to like birth a navi child right or whatever who like has like this special connection with nature if you want the full video full details go click the card or the um go watch our video yeah there you whatever go. Hey. but but we're like reading through it and we're making all these like religious parallels that like oh i see what they're going for and then like you remember her name is grace yeah and so it's like the character of kiri was like literally delivered through grace she yeah. was literally <laughs> graced to the navi people it's like oh my gosh it's so obvious you're, you're like, like, you're why like, did uh, it take me that long to think about it right yeah. so you start to realize uh that like yeah everything it's like oh uh, yeah, okay. okay all right all right was it super obvious or did it just take me way too long to get there i know or, i know like, i don't know yeah yeah so hopefully people are like oh that's so clever i know <laughs> i know i'm all i'm hoping right now is that, that at least <laughs> one person who's listening is hearing all this and like oh my god i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take the one person who who's willing uh, to to let me know. You can e- you can email me at popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Yeah, D- yeah. Did we blow your did mind? Did we blow your mind with our Avatar Two Way of the Water breakdown? So I feel like this is interesting <coughs> though, because when we were reading through the questions Jay that we had for today's episode of the Pop, I was like, oh, a process for coming up with video ideas. It's like you know, like that's a that's like a nice like softball to kick off with. Yeah. And now we're like now twenty we're, yeah, minutes into half the episode. An hour in. Yeah. We've we've answered one question. So I'll let you pick another. Do you have one that you would like to tackle oh as our gosh. next question? I have no. We'll let- we'll do a quick transition. Transition. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games, and that means. Me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you you're collecting, you know? To me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter, and kind of a lot, because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will, like, seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case, or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in, because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Ben, our next question comes from the Lamont family birthday marshals. It's sort of a lengthy question, so I'll start reading here. It says, how about discussing the impact that having a podcast that you record with each other every week has impacted your ability to communicate well with each other? Also, if it has impacted other areas of your life, not the revelations and things you've discussed on the pop before, but the small changes that you attribute to having this dedicated time of direct communication with your brother. Man, what a what like what a really really fantastic question that mm. like also is capable of recognizing sort of like the unique nature 
of the podcast. Yeah. Um, because it is, I, I think about this very frequently. Like even like when I go and hang out with my friends and like, we're all, we're all somewhat distracted. Like, like if I were to go to like a brewery with like, you know, um, like Mike and Sammy, like my in-laws, then, uh, like while we're there, everybody has like their phones on the table. Like Addison might be with us. Who's like, you know, like needs to be tended to in her own ways. Um, you know, there could be video or not video games, but like, um, like football games screens, playing yeah. on the screens and stuff around the room. Other people like might walk into the place that you like, you know, it's like, Hey, like long time no see, like, let me introduce you to my friends, you know, like all these like little moments. And it's, it's really interesting because like, you don't realize how, like what's happening, um, with, with this conversation that you and I are able to have based on like the, the commitment, the format, the, right. like, the designation of the time itself to do it. Um, because like you might listen to the pop and be like, man, these guys like can like, they can talk about anything for any amount of time or something. And it's like, it's like, it's not totally true. Like, I feel like it's, it's part of the fact that we come in here, we're in a room, we don't have like external, like, distractions or anything it's like we have this like hour of committed time to do nothing but intentionally talk to each other right um it's so interesting too because you're right like like the conversations we have here on the pop are not even like the conversations we have in real life together off the pop it's yes also true which is like a kind of a weird thing it's like i wish it's like i wish i could have conversations like like how we are having one like right now in real life with other people i'm like how can i approach other conversations as if i'm on a podcast with those people yeah and it's like such a good point yeah yeah, but like part of that would be like the other person needing to feel like they were on the podcast too maybe but like when i'm in a conversation with someone else i don't feel like i'm also trying to like entertain everyone who's listening to like i don't know like and i don't i don't know like hopefully there's nothing like too superficial about like the way we're like talking to each other right now i don't really think there is but there is like a certain element of like i know people will listen to it later so i want to like try and be funny in a way that like is engaging in a conversation with you but in a way that i was also anyone listening might be like intrigued or laugh or something like there's a there's a performative aspect to it like on some level on some level for sure yeah i mean and um the other thing i would say about it too is like is like when you're coming into like the podcast environment like a lot of times i want to have ideas that have been able to like i mean there there are plenty of instances and if you've listened to the pop you know this about me like where i will ask questions that don't have answers you know it's like it's just sort of like i wonder what it'll be like you know and it's just sort of this like abstract sort of like here's a question to ponder on and we can all think about and potentially discuss at some point in time um but i would say that like if you were to have a conversation with me out in the real world it's a lot more like that where like i am attempting to like a lot of the conversations i'm having are in an effort to try to like build towards a better understanding of like a larger topic but frequently that'll mean like i'll ask like very pointed questions about like one thing in particular to like determine the building block as to which the rest of the thoughts that I will form around this topic to lie upon. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like I'm, I might ask like a whole bunch of questions, like the team out in like the bullpen, um, you know, where it's like, these could be like hard hitting questions or like potentially even like uncomfortable questions about like a given topic or something. And it's like, I don't really feel like how uninformed I am on this is something that I can talk about in podcast, knowing that like it's going to permeate to to anyone else to right. to an audience at large mm-hmm. and so it's like a lot of those conversations like i'm 100 percent aware it's like these conversations are not meant for 
the podcast environment just simply because it's like they're unformed thoughts or I'm still like investigating even like how I feel about a given topic. And sometimes that means playing devil's advocate, like on the side of an equation that you don't particularly like think you would even stand behind if you were like placed before a group of people to project your own opinions out onto them. Right. Does that sort of make sense? It does. It's like, like I might play devil's advocate and I might like, you know, stand on a side of an argument that I don't actually even stand on, but it's like, I need you to try to beat me right now Mm -hmm. because your argument is probably how I actually feel. But like, but like there's a part of me that is almost like, I need to figure out how like other people are articulating it. I need to figure out like, what is the way in which you might communicate this idea to other people? Right. And it's like, I I think that this is probably, if I just, can I just say that it is not always obvious to me that that's what you're doing when you do that. Is that true? It is true. Like, I I think part of what makes me feel like uncomfortable in situations like that is that like, you'll be asking questions like this and it like, I don't know if it's just the way like I interact with the internet or maybe like my distrust or something and other people sometimes, but it's like, to me, it often feels like I'm being lured into a trap and it's like a, there's like, it's like a loaded question. Oh, like I'm about to like reveal something that it's like nope boom you're wrong and like i do not yeah ever like that feeling no that's totally fair and i completely understand where you're coming from because i do know the exact same feeling i've absolutely felt the same thing before um i think like in general like my like my my mental theory has always been the thought that like if you were to take like any three people and to combine their intelligences together into like one single human being they would be so much smarter than three times as smart as the smartest person was like because you'd be able to like every single person you have this like like massive you know like database if you want to picture it as like a ring of blocks that like can float around your head and you can spin in 360 degrees and look in every direction like those blocks represent like things that you have knowledge about but obviously like you know like for us for example like if you go over to like the music quadrant it's like there's no blocks there's there's no information filling in the music quadrant whatsoever yeah but then like if you were to go over and find like you know the pop culture media box quadrant whatever um it's like, ooh, this is very like colorful and full. Like, there's a lot of information here. <clears throat> but like, it's always interesting to me to imagine like if you were to take three sets of those rings of information and join them together, how much closer it might get to to forming a complete circle. Mm-hmm. And that complete circle would be like, you know, it's like if I had a better knowledge of of like music and how it's like constructed and like what makes it popular in like in media, like what makes a song go off, be like a top charts type song, type right? Thing. Um, and like understand like why people appreciate it more like on a critical level instead of just also on like a superficial like hey it's fun and snappy and poppy and stuff like that right um it's like how much more would that help me to then also understand like my pop culture media knowledge over here right it's like i didn't even realize that like a lot of like what makes an ed sheeran song popular is the exact same thing that makes harry potter popular right yeah you know like if it, yeah if that if that's happening i'm unaware of it <laughs> right and, and i'm trying to use very like basic version examples <clears throat> of these types of things but like it could be the case that like my my simple mental math that like you know from from doing like like uh, woodworking calculations, for example, and using like incremental inches yeah. and stacking those on each other, whatever. It's like that could be incredibly useful to someone who is like editing, for example. You know, it's like, but I have this weird piece of knowledge over here that basically is completely untouched in my everyday life, but I still have it. And then like this other person, like it might super benefit them, but there's like no way to like merge the two things together. Right. And so very frequently, I feel like the the net that I'm trying to cast is like talk to all these people is mostly just like, I really just desperately want to know like 
what you're thinking. Like, what have you seen? What is your interpretation of this particular piece of like, like controversial topic or something like that? Because like, you might know a whole bunch of stuff that I don't know and that the other person doesn't know, but like the other person is forming their opinions on the basis of like all that they've seen. And you know, like I'm, I, I really think that on the whole, it's just like, I'm, I'm trying to do as much as I can to like siphon the like nuanced opinions and like reasoning behind as many people as I can possibly get in touch with mm-hmm. to then like have a more robust knowledge of the thing myself so that I can then speak about it with nuance. Sure. And that's frequently something that like, I actually feel like would be a massive contribution to the conversation if you are capable of speaking about a complex topic from like a multitude of different angles, just for the most part, I don't feel like I'm always qualified to do so. And it's hard to figure out how to even get outside of like, like you could even say, I think we said it like last week, like the educate yourself type stuff, but like the way that I might educate myself might not be as encompassing as I think it is. Sure. Like what, what I might look to is like, like I, I might try to take a complicated topic, punch it into Google, find the top 10 articles, read each of those and feel like, Hey, I did something. Yeah. You know, when somebody else might be like, no, 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 no. The thing you have to do is go and find like the person who runs like the nonprofit that is directly <clears throat> involved with representing like the complex issue at hand and see if you can't sit down with them for an interview. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah, like this that. is like a lot of what you're saying is weirdly reminding me of like chess of all things. Interesting. Yeah, okay. like um, so I think um, if in in the Queen's Gambit, for example, like there's always there like all the different players who like you know they're always like reading different chess books about all these other famous chess players and like you know they're like putting they're like reading it and they're putting it on the board and they're playing it out themselves and stuff. And like it occurred to me, like even the first time I was watching through it, they eventually explain it, but like. I'm like, why, why are you like setting up the board and like moving the pieces around? Like if they can just read what happened, like uh-huh. what is the difference? Like, can't you like these people can play chess in their minds? Why do they need to play it out on the board? Right. And like at some point uh, they have one of the characters, Benny, be like, you played the games um, like, like you play out the game so you can experience the win or whatever. And it's like, oh, it's like. Like there's there's reading about it and there's even like conceptually being able to do it, but like physically going through it makes you like recognize the patterns better or whatever. Right. Or like even as you're talking about like getting like different angles on something like um, I have a for a while I had this like um, app on my phone that was just like a chess game. And one of the features of it was that you could just like rotate the board around so you could like play it from like any given angle that like made you look better. But uh, it was always surprising to me that if you just like flip the, even, you know, you can be staring at like your half of the board, you're playing white or whatever, and you're trying to figure out what to do. And like you flip it around and look at the white pieces from black's perspective. It's like a whole different world or something, even though they're all in the exact same spot. Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So like you, you can almost change it and look at it like, well, what if I were to look at my pieces as the threat that is being posed at yeah. me instead of the offensive that I'm trying to put forth against like their, their potential defense or right. whatever. Um, and you're like, oh man, like I, I like my, my configuration way more menacing when I look at it from their perspective and realize yeah. if I was in their shoes, I'd be shaking in my boots. Right. right like, oh, this would be a problem. Yeah. You, or you could see that like, okay, so, but it's like, but there's like no reason you shouldn't be able to see that from the white half of the board. It's not like the black pieces have moved. Also true. You know, like, also true. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, I mean, and this, this is like, sometimes I think like where like our brains are these absolutely like remarkable 
things. Like they're they're so they're so smart. They're capable of so much. They can do so many things. But I also feel like there's some areas where it's like it's just it's just that binary. Yeah. You know, it's like you know you you. And, and probably it's a very, very, very good example of like just how difficult it would be to see the world through the eyes of another human being as mm. well. I bet this is I bet I bet this is a way you like learn to play better chess is like you like like just play like a regular game. But if you're playing black, you sit behind the white pieces to start. And like every time you move, you're only moving the black pieces. Like, oh man, now I really want to try it. Well, that would be very <laughs> interesting. Not that, not that it's, it doesn't seem like it would be any different, but man, that that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it feels it feels it's like you're almost my brain to think about. I was gonna say same. Yeah, it's like you're almost taking like a like a two dimensional <laughs> strategy and turning it into like a three dimensional strategy a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah, that's <clears throat> that's pretty interesting. Um. So anyway, but like anyway. I, yeah. So but like continuing on this question a little bit because the other thing that I think has been really you know kind of interesting and I'd be so curious to go back and like listen to like one of the earlier episodes of the pop myself and just see if I can even see like the growth that you and I both have had even just since like the pop has started because mm. you know I think last week possibly on the pop I was talking about how I can go back to year one super carlin brothers videos and be like Oof. like you know that version of me had like a lot of learning left to do you know like that was like have you, know, you gone back and watched them though oh no 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 i can't, I can't do that okay i can't i can't i can't, <laughs> it, I can't I, do that i would be so interested because yeah for a very long time i have known this is your sentiment about like your year one opinions on things and i'm like but it has also occurred to me that maybe you haven't actually gone back and watched so it's like i wonder if you just have this like like negative self-perception of what you used to think when maybe it wasn't really that bad. I think that's that's entirely possible. Um, And and I think probably there's something to be said for the fact that like the world, all of us have learned a lot of things, Yeah, you know, in the past 10 years, it's been a pretty eventful 10 years of existence for just all of society and people. No doubt. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, yeah, to be, to be certainly fair to like that past version, it's like, I mean, it's just entirely possible. You just didn't know as much as you thought yet. But um, I think part of it was mostly like there are there are topics that I remember making. And I think it's like I just think that like at the at that point in time, my scope into the world was narrow enough Mm -hmm. that like I wasn't able to like think far enough outside of the box, even if at the time. I thought that I was right. Um, and that's probably true. Like, right. you know, I'm, I'm sure at the time I was like, I've really given this some consideration. Like I, cause in those early days of super Carlin brothers, like same thing, going back to our original question about like video topics, like we were making five videos a week. So on, on every week you were either making respectively three or two yeah. of those. If you were landing on the Tuesday, Thursday slot or the Monday, Wednesday, Friday slot. And also for me at that time, I was doing this aquarium job where I was like literally out by myself in my truck all day, every day, um, you know, alone with my thoughts. Yeah. And so I think part of the problem there, too, was the fact that like I never really had anybody else to bounce those thoughts off of. It was just like, you know, I would get in the car that morning. I would hear like the news on the radio or whatever. And then I would spend the rest of the day thinking about it. Right. And so it's like all I was trying to do was like workshop you know, this like global or national problem or whatever in my head and try to like break it down into like a, a relatable metaphor that like I can potentially talk about on the episode that night. But like the problem was, is that like I was trying to become an expert on something that was obviously very, 
very complex, very layered through the course of potentially like two days. Right. And I would say that attempting to become an expert on the topic is not doing any research at all, just thinking about it a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that it taught me some really good skills that like I bring up today. Like I, I've said this in office a bunch of times. I've said this to, to Alice. I've said it to you, but like when it comes to like a topic that like that becomes like a central controversy of the world, it's like, I always like to think about taking that topic out of your, out of your head and handling it as if it's like a stone in your hands. And it's like, you need to turn that stone over. You need to find the parts that cut you. You need to find the parts that like, you know, are rough around the edges or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. you need to understand it because you have thought about it yourself. Yeah. And, and not basically like, l- like, like you read like a headline that told you how to think. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like, and, and so that's, that's very frequently like the question or, or like why I might like play devil's advocate on a particular topic. Um, because I think a lot of times, like I might see somebody, uh, demonstrating what, what like, you know, again, only from my perception could be potentially a bias. And I'm like, I feel like you're being influenced by the headline that told you how to feel more than I believe this is actually how you feel about it. Yeah. Um, and like, my goal is not to like belittle that either. Like, I, I think if anything, like what I would hope <coughs> to do is contribute to a world that allows people just to spend a little bit more time trying to understand how they feel yeah. more than anything else. Like, th- like I, I'm not trying to say like, Hey, no, you're wrong. Like, and I'm right. And let me prove it to you. It's much more like, like I would just love to see what would happen if you thought about this, like, or, or handled that rock. Like, I said, right. you know, like well, what would happen if you actually spent time contemplating it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and hopefully the idea then would be that like you would, you would like, have this ripple effect uh, where potentially like if you can, if you can help another person to think about the world in this way or like these topics in this way, maybe they could help someone else and they could help someone else. And you could like have that, like have it just like go places, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Just like more critical thinking. Yeah. Like the, it's like pay it forward, but less. uh, Yeah. Like with, with the way that we, we communicate. And so, um, I, I thought it was really interesting. Like even like last night, Alice had a friend come in town, um, who she hadn't seen like since like her high school days and stuff. And I had never met them at all. Had never met the the woman or her husband or anything. And, like you know, by the end of the night, I was like, we have hit like every hard topic known to man. And I was like, this is probably a pretty classic like Ben Carlin, uh-huh. you know, dinner. Like what it would mean to 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 talk to me for five hours, right? Uh, but it was like. We definitely didn't shy away from like any incredibly difficult topic. We were just sort of like complete open doors. Like, let's just like, let's just, let's just go. Oh man. It was, it was very cool. But I also woke up this morning. My brain was just completely empty. I was like, man, I just like get everything out. <laughs> you, know, like, you were like, like stockpiled a bunch of stuff. I know. Yeah. I just had like to... thought vomit on them. Sorry. Just... Thought sponges. Oh yeah. Wow. Good yeah. save. Good save. <laughs> Sorry. Thought sponges. Yeah. yeah. Um, so pretty, pretty interesting. Um, but even that, you know, like, again, if I go back to this question from the Lamont family, um, one of the big things I think that I've, that I've learned about myself is that like, um, forever, like through having communication with you forever, um, I think that I would store a lot of thoughts in like Mm -hmm. a lot of the way I was like feeling about stuff and not, not get it out there, not have like those difficult conversations (coughs) and, over the past year, especially, I think that I've tried to have them as much as I possibly can. And that has also kind of contributed to that general like sense of like brain calm. Yeah. It's sort of like, it's like, you know, if, if somebody has like made me angry 
in the moment, I I've tried to just literally be better about like them seeing me be angry. Right. You know, which I know sounds like, I mean, you uh, obviously that's something like that, like you use with caution, I think in terms of like how to go about letting those emotions out and where you do it and the context and the, you know, right. all, all the rest of it or whatever. But, um, in the past, I know that I would typically like store it and it's like putting a whole bunch of food in Tupperware containers from the leftovers you had from takeout, putting them in the back of your fridge, forgetting about them for a month and then realizing you have to throw away the Tupperware container because it's probably completely contaminated. You probably should just throw out the fridge while you're at it as so well. So get it out of there. Um, <laughs> the problem is that in your brain, you can't throw out the Tupperware container. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And so I think that for, for this has been like the past year of my life for me is just going through and, and like literally being like, okay. The only way to get rid of these things, the only way to take these sour thoughts and and make them go anywhere is to is to is to address them, you know, one after another. Mm -hmm. And it's just like anything else. It's like getting sore from working out. You know, it's like it it probably hurt for a while. Yeah. Before it started to like turn into muscle. Then you're stronger. Stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So great question. Lamont family. There you go. Thank you so much. Transition. Transition. Okay, Jay. Up next, we have a question from uh, Dola, who does not acquiesce. Uh, that's their that's their Discord name as it's ever. There. Yeah, so that's from Pirate Week. It sounds like yes. Yeah, yeah. what a thrilling week. What a thrilling yar. <laughs> um, uh, Dola asked, "What was your favorite SCB or pop related thing of the year?" Oh man, bunch of good stuff this year. Bunch yeah. of good stuff. The the first thing that came to mind for me was uh you know like even again last week on the pop we were talking about like sort of like pivotal moments where it feels like you know if if you hadn't been put in this kindergarten class and the kid who sat next to you wouldn't have gone on to be your best friend it would have been a different kid in a different class yeah you know and that like that's a whole new like like slew of experiences or whatever and um it's always interesting and funny when you discover moments like that because you're like whoa if not for like this one thing everything else would have gone differently um and this year in particular i felt like there was an interesting one which was one day we got an email from uh the local event here called go fest yep and they were like hey like would you guys want to do a live episode of your podcast at the festival you know in mid-october and um it was it was like a really cool thing because of everything that came from it right because it was sort of like one of these moments where it was like um like the moment that i received the email i I sort of had this like split thought where part of me was like well i love go fest like i look forward to go fest every year like um you know last year uh i think that there was like a like we were you know pregnant with Addie and like getting ready like to go to the hospital and everything so like we really didn't do it at all just like out of risk of like anything happening or something like that. So like, there's a part of me that like sees this email. It's like, I almost could just disregard it. I almost could just be like, no, I just want to do one more thing. Like, Mm. yeah, like, yeah, I'm already busy enough as it is. I, I would much prefer to just be able to go and, and like walk around, go fast and, you know, have a beer with my friends or like see all the different cool, you know, visual things they have going on there. Yeah. Uh, and instead it was sort of like, okay, we could do that. Like, this would be really cool. Yeah. This would be like a fun way. It's like, we can have like the coffee company show up and have like coffee stuff out there and we can do a live episode of the pop and we could potentially turn it into like a, like our first meetup since like 2019 in some capacity. Like yeah. where people could come, you know, and, and see it and it's a free event, you know? So it's like, there's, 
you know, it's free to enter. It's free to see the, to see us like do our thing. So it's like, this is great because like, we don't have to book a venue or sell tickets or like, you know, do any of the things that would be necessary hurdles. Right. It's just like, if you want to come, you can come. Right. Yeah. Um, and so then it was also like, okay, well, if we're going to do like a live episode of the pop and they, and they did ask us, they were like, you know, I know you guys are sort of like media and pop culture. Like, is there any way you could talk about like anything to like orient that towards the outdoors at all? Cause it is like go outside festival. Yeah. Um, and we're like, okay, yeah, I think we could probably do that. Maybe we should put together like a good GMA adventure. Yeah. So we, uh, of course we put together like the big <clears throat> Linville Gorge hike, which we talked about, I feel like endlessly for a while there. I know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if, if you've listened to the pop, you know, of the hike, you were basically there with us. I know. Good times. Good yeah, times. Especially if you were that guy, Mikey, who we met out on the trail, then you were literally there with us. I know that was true. That was really cool and exciting. I hope that you fi- I hope that you finished the hike and everything went really well. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, but yeah. So like, you know, again, like it's just like another layer of like adventure and experiences and memories and like new like skills and maybe even like a a little bit of like uh like confidence that you learn just like like i was able to do this really hard hike like it was it was difficult and at times i was exhausted but like we finished yeah we did you it know? we made it so it's, it's a feather in the old cap um and so like even just that you know came from getting this email to go and do the event but then also like go fest itself meant that we had like all these really cool people from like all over the country come in to you know be a part of this like thing yeah uh it was the the, you know the very first time that we had ever done like a live podcast before so it was like even that was kind of like a like a what would this look like how would this go can we we, do it yeah we definitely talked about doing stuff like that before like if we you know like certainly we've thought about doing like a live kind of show like through super carlin brothers or yeah or through popcorn culture and it's always been like a but like what would we do you know like would right. we like you know our show is mostly like fan theories would we just like get on stage and like tell a fan theory would it just be like q and a could we do like trivia like if we do the pop then it's like yeah i mean we're just gonna sit here well you know we'll just do like a live show we'll just be here talking right yes um but it was it was just like a good way to experiment like could this work would this be fun and uh i feel like i feel like mostly it was it was a pretty fun uh thing to do and that was without much like plan well i did i did a lot of planning for it but i couldn't tell ben because it was going to be all elements of surprise on stage it's very true (laughs) and they were all fantastic and wonderful and i loved each and every single one of them um but yeah so like i mean even even like that you know i feel like it's like okay like that's that even gives us like some proof of concept which frequently i think is this um like when you have an idea and and I know that this happens all the time, like you might pitch it to everybody else and they can sort of hear it. But like if they're distracted by something else or if they're focused on a different job or like just, you know, their, their imagination has never like wandered those paths before. It's like you could pitch an idea. That's a great idea. But like if nobody gets it, then it might not happen. Right. And so same thing, you know, it's like we could know like, Hey, a live pop could be like a fun thing that we could do. Like that could be like a fun and exciting, you know, like future endeavor. But it's like, until you've done that first one, you don't know like entirely what it looks like, what it would feel like, what, like, you know, how an audience might react to it or whether or not there would be any interest in it and those types of things. And so it's like all of, all of those pieces have now like sort of fell neatly at least a little bit into place. So like, as we're looking at like 2023 and talking about these ideas, we're like, we're able to pull from the real deal that has already happened. Yeah. You know, like with GoFest, it's like, okay, this is something like, okay, yeah, we would do that again and we could do this again. And like, that would work. And then like, 
you know, even those episodes of the pop for those respective weeks can also just be the ones that we like we post that week. So right. it's like, you know, like, well, where do we find the time to do it? It's like, well, at the very least, there's a little bit less time needed to Right, because we'll we'll be doing it anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah. So um that was that was pretty eventful. But then of course, even beyond that was just getting to go through and do a meet and greet again and like have have like these these like little kernels, the the you know, super Carlin friends of the world who we get to like see in person yeah that was really awesome it was super cool meeting everyone who came out to go fest yes yeah yeah. there's there's a really strange i think phenomenon that happens as as you like kind of sit in the chair and speak to the camera which then goes to the internet which is that oftentimes you do get like somewhat disconnected from like the complete end user you know who who is the person that like actually likes this like like likes what we have to say or you know likes the show you it, know? yeah it's such a weird thing is that like um you don't you don't get to you know you can make like a bunch of jokes but you don't you don't know if that made people laugh or if they were like i roll or that was cringy or right whatever but like when you're on stage then you get like a very like immediate read on like whether or not what you're saying is like resonating in the right way or the way you intended or something right exactly yep yeah and uh the other one too like for me is like you know i always <laughs> um I always like whenever I listen to podcasts, I feel like especially if Allie and I are on a, like a long car drive or something like I will pause the podcast like through the course of like, you know, an hour episode or whatever, probably like 10 times. Oh, I know. To be, to like, be like, oh, my gosh, what do you think about this? This like, is like, what I think. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know, a lot of times you might you might even disagree with the host completely and be like, wow, no way. Like, I'd like I, I totally don't think that's how that works or whatever. But like it. In my mind, I always have this feeling that, like, if I say something that somebody disagrees with, that they're like, wow, I'm done with this show forever. Yeah. And it's like, like, but Ben, you've never been done with the show because, like, one person said one thing one time that you, like, yeah, moderately disagreed with. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. And so, like, getting to, like, getting to see the people themselves is like, ah, oh, okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. That's reassurance. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really good. So who knows? Hopefully in 2023, maybe we can get some like <laughs> popcorn culture tour going. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know if that worked. <laughs> Cul- <laughs> I went for it. Culture. Culture. Culture tour. The, the right? culture. The culture. That's, it, that sounds wrong. It sounds wrong. very cultish. I know. That's how, yeah. That's how I was like trying to avoid the word cult in there. <laughs> Yeah, little kernels are not a cult. Yeah, no, not <laughs> that's a what thing. the shirts say. <laughs> <laughs> we are not a cult. Definitely not Definitely a cult. Definitely not a cult. Oh my god, that's so mm. funny. Okay, do we have room for one last question? Um, probably. Let's see. Last Best transition. Best. Last transition. And we're back. Okay, oh, so uh, I, I, <laughs> the the said so Jay and I are like reviewing the questions that people have submitted, and and one pops up uh, from from a Cajun dream. So who's asking if we have had, had, had any fun experiences with fireworks in our day. And I just look oh at Jay boy. and I'm like, can we, t- is that incriminating to tell that story? I've had the, the thing about fire. I could tell there's like, I think about the thing about fireworks is they're going to make, they're going to make stories in some way, shape or form. Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just thinking about it and I've got like four or five fireworks stories. I could tell you right now. Yeah. They, I, it definitely like, I think growing up, we, uh, we found that we really, really, really liked those like backyard fountain fireworks. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like at like a young age, we got like, I think like, you know, introduced to like, like the smoke balls, for example, oh, yeah. which like we would never do anything like, you know, bad or negative or, you know, like destructive with. We would just go on. We had the sidewalk in front of our, our parents' house growing up. Yeah. And 
like after like a couple of years of doing this, I mean, it literally looked like like Sid from Toy Story's like sidewalk. Like yeah, there were like like scorch marks. Yeah, and, like, yeah. You could just see like where all these like different like sprays of like colored paint came out right. of the thing, and I mean, just I mean, it was like. This this is like a like a war zone. Oh man. I mean, I think when you're a kid like you know, like you're it's there you know, you, like you go to like movies and there's all these like explosions and stuff and uh, as a child it's like fireworks are this like there there is a somewhat inherent danger. You could certainly hurt yourself with fireworks and cause a lot of damage with them. Yes. But they are like somewhat safe way to like play with explosives you know <laughs> I, you know say <laughs> I, 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 I feel like yeah not even safe just an approachable way an approachable it's, way it's just like it is it is somewhat available there yeah especially there, depending on your state yeah yeah and there is you know there's fire there's it feels like there's a little bit of rule breaking going on which like when you're a kid it's like it's like a kind of safe way to rebel or something i don't yeah. know like all you're doing is watching a uh, a fountain on the sidewalk in your backyard and you're like, this is the best thing in the freaking world i have just i've made fire look at the, look at this thing that's doing this thing i know I yeah know. there's something very like visceral about fireworks but they do lend themselves to some potentially bad situations or i don't know reckless thinking perhaps no, yeah absolutely absolutely um yeah i think that there was uh there was a period of time where we had come to uh have like a a small stash of like the proper mortars oh yeah i feel you like, know, like you go to the beach you're in north carolina there's the big warehouse with the big black cat on it, and it's like fireworks are sale and you're like yeah this is right at the state line for a reason yes yeah, yeah and, you, and you go in you get some some big you know some big tubes that shoot some big fireworks up in the air <laughs> yeah and i feel like the thing was is that like we had them and it was almost like there was like the obvious instances where you might have fireworks like we would go to like a friend's house who had like this really great like skyline view of roanoke and everything and we could like go in the backyard and set off the mortars and like you know it was really like it honestly was like really fun as kids to like kind of sort of be putting on like the fireworks show for like the neighborhood's worth of people yeah you know like and like you know it was like the one time as like a 15 16 year old that you were like allowed to like take the lighter and run out and like you know like the fuse and it yeah. sizzles <laughs> and uh, <I laughs> that's don't know, another like, thing it's like yeah there's always this like sense of like a little bit of danger you're like lighting a wick and it's like run you know like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, it is a live explosive. I mean, it is exactly. You don't want to be like right next to it, but like, you know, there's always like, it's not just like light it and walk away because there will be like a certain amount of time for it. It's like you light it and then you sprint, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Like, I think we dramatize, I can't even say the word. Uh, We make it more dramatic because like, movies have taught us to like run away from like the car that's exploding right and, and like like shooting forward and yeah. slow you're basically an action hero the moment you've lit and lit the wick on a firework precisely yeah precisely i mean it's 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 about as cool as it gets yeah um but yeah so like i know that then uh after having like fourth of july fe- festivities and such uh there were also just like a small stash that it seemed like we all sort of just had with ourselves 
every time we went to do something. Right. And so, like, you know, there was certainly... This like, is normal, right? Every group of teenage males just sort of has, like, access to fireworks in some capacity, to, right? Like, like some. 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 Yeah. There, there, some. There's, there's, like, those ones that were, like, left under the couch that one time that are still there, and, like, now we have them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so I remember, I think there was, like, one occasion where we were, like, camping on the hill above our parents' house as kids. And oh. we had... <laughs> we had... <laughs> of all the stories that came up, this one did not come up. Oh, my gosh. In my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this was... A, okay, go ahead. This one was pretty funny, but so, uh, yeah, we go up, and we're up on the hill, and, like, we're just camping, like, as we always were as kids. Regular. Like, uh, for all intents and purposes, I, I would honestly say, like, get, like, anybody walking in on the scene would assume a lot worse things was happening, but again, like, we were there, like, with a 24-pack of, like, Big K Cola. Yeah. You know, like, like we, we had, like, just literally soda, sleeping bags, and, like, probably, like, four pounds of beef jerky and one Roman candle. And one Roman candle. Which we... Because, of, of course, course you do. You're like, well, look what I brought. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, you're going to put on a show? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's going be fun for 30 seconds. Everybody can't wait to see the 10 balls of glowing light. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you don't know what a Roman candle is, it's just a stick that shoots about yeah 10 just like, like balls of glowing light just like a poof poof out um, into the air so like what i think what makes them extra popular though is that it's the sort of, it's you should not do this but um uh a lot of you, you like if people you hold, hold them. people hold them and then you can like directionalize where they go. Like it's not going to blow up in your hand, but please still don't do it. It's it. Yeah. <clears> it gives you that sense of like, like you know, like a wand. Right. Yeah. Like a wand. Yeah. Like um, you are. You are the one blasting these things out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, but we we really didn't do anything crazy with it. We just shot into the air and it was like, yay. Yeah. We did it. We brought a Roman candle and we did the thing. And then, of course, like, you know, about 35 minutes later, um, like one of the the like guys in our group like was was not staying the night so he had just been there hanging out and he was like going to leave and he's like hiking down the hill and he gets to the bottom and there's like cops mm-hmm. standing in yeah. the woods that are like yeah we saw like you know like a signal flare from up on top of this mountain yeah someone someone down below because we were up on a mountain saw the Roman candle and thought it was a distress signal yeah which I mean I guess like it's one of those things where it's like if you're down there and you see like one firework or like one flare go off it's sort of like well what was that yeah like why like, like you know it, even if there were more, it would be like, oh, okay, it was probably just somebody like shooting off fireworks. Like that makes sense. Yeah. But like, I think because it was specifically one. Yeah. You know, it's like, and we're also like overlooking like a valley type area where there probably were enough houses that like all it takes is one person looking out their window to see it. Yeah. Um. And anyway, so you know, then the cops have to like hike up this like really steep hill. Oh, to get to us, extremely steep. And you know, so then of course they come on to this like clearing where we're all hanging out, and again genuinely and honestly not doing anything else wrong other than sitting around the fire and talking to each other. Um, but now they're probably pretty frustrated because they've been called out and they've had to walk up the steep hill and there's a whole bunch of high school boys sitting around a fire. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I think they were just so sure that something more yeah. unsafe so, was going yeah. on. And no, we and were, it wasn't. We were just there. Yeah, they must like just don't let up any more fireworks. Like we don't even have any more. <laughs> yeah, that was that was it. We had our twenty seconds of fun. So can you please leave now? All right, we're all freaking out. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, shaking. So their boots. there we go. That was our uh, our run in with the cops with fireworks. I remember so. Like, yeah, I, growing up, there was, um, we always, you know, your uh, mom and dad were always like extremely like, you know, yeah, like light the wick and run, you know, never hold it in your hand or anything like that. You know, yeah. don't do that. And I remember there was a, um, uh, a school project that, uh, our class was assigned one year 
where like it was for history class and you know it was like you know you can like make a you know you could like do one of four options to complete the assignment as sure. a group and one of the options was like make a video um about whatever and however it was interpreted was that my friends were making some sort of like you know battle scene like with their you know airsoft guns and stuff and someone had right. like a whole big like bag of just like firecrackers just tiny little like i don't know uh, very small ones and like I, I arrived there to like you know do the thing and I, I don't even think it was in my class I think I was just sort of like also helping okay but like you know the, their experience with fireworks was much more like light it in your hand and throw it you know oh, God. <laughs> and I was like like I, it was one of those things where you get there and you're like I'm pretty sure we're not allowed to do this <laughs> like I'm pretty sure like even though everyone there totally cool with it the parents at this house totally cool with it everyone's just doing it and it was like someone like hands it to you and they're like alright we're gonna roll the camera and then everyone light it and throw okay because we want it to all blow up at the same time and it's like all of a sudden you're just like ah okay I guess I'm doing it and it throws in and it blows up and you're like, that was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden it's like everything I knew was a lie. Give me more. Um, I am. I am officially going to be the pyrotechnic on all of the. Here we go. Yeah. I'm in how it starts. Exactly. Here we go. So, you know, the rest of the day goes down and there's a lot of, you know, scenes like that. People like crouching behind the thing. It's like pop, 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 pop. You know, everyone's like throwing them in. You see the smoke going on. Everyone's having a blast. There's like the the very end of the day. Everyone's like, all right, we're going to do like one more thing and i remember everyone lit and like one person took like like an extra tenth of a second to light theirs and so it was like we had to like hold it for like that much longer and i remember when i went to go throw this particular one it got about um one inch out of my hand before blowing up whoa yeah i know um so it was like it was i was not physically holding it but i was about as close to holding it as i could have been without it being physically in my hand and i remember i just lost feeling in my entire left hand for like the rest of the night whoa yeah i don't know if i've ever heard this story yep that was i was like "Mm," and the whole time it's like it's like like dad picked me and it was like it might have even been better if this had happened just like super early on because then like you know within like a couple hours it was like mostly better yeah um but like sure enough like i it happened and like dad pulled up like five minutes later and was like, what happened? And it's like this mixture of like, I'm angry at you for not listening about doing the, you weren't supposed to hold him. It's like, yeah, you're right. I definitely shouldn't have done that. You were right. <laughs> this is the problem. But at the same time, it's like, also your hand is obviously in a horrible pain because you just had an explosive go off in it. So that was my time when a firecracker almost blew up in my hand. And thankfully I walked away with all my digits and uh, wow. nothing bad happened. But yeah, so don't, don't throw the firecrackers, you know, great story. Story is everybody's watching their thirty years eve yeah, celebrations going exactly. on. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's my advice there. Um, what other good stories do we have about fireworks? Um, oh boy. Okay. Um, oh gosh. Let's see. Oh gosh. I'm so, like I'm like worried about like I'm like I don't even know which one he's going to tell right now. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a, this Rest is assured, we're not I telling assure all of you them. we were like the tamest of teenagers I promise but you know like as I said you know group, group groups of teenagers just have access to fireworks someone's always got like a like an uncle who brought them just like way too many and they're just like you can pull yeah, them out that's true it's yeah. true yeah somehow yep. they'll just show up like you guys hanging out tonight I brought some fireworks like oh okay maybe what it was <laughs> is that we were just rebelling in ways that were slightly more unique or maybe yeah. maybe exactly how you would expect but like it's like we we weren't doing all the things that you would expect us 
us to do wrong, but we were still doing other things wrong. Right. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. We weren't like drinking or like, you know, using drugs or anything ever. <laughs> doing pot. Doing <laughs> doing the pot or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, man, I, we were there. Oh, this is, I feel so, it feels so bad. Like, I don't want to be like a bad influence on anyone. So let uh, just be entertained by our bad decision making. Oh, dear. And know that we regret it. Oh, dear. And so one day we're driving up on this mountain and of course we have like the mortars or something and i remember <laughs> <It's happening. laughs> like i know we were we it, there was we were like should we go light one like out on like there's like no one near us at all at all, all. At yeah. all. And yeah. it was like we you know like parked the car and like lit one off like you know neck like uh just on the road or something and like you know then you have to run back and retrieve the mortar like oh my god that was insane yes. and then we're driving along and i won't even name names but we're we're driving along and all of a sudden someone has it pointed out of the window of a moving vehicle <laughs> And again, there's no one nearby. We're not near any trees. It's an incredibly open area, but just, just like, like yeah, just like a field, just yeah. like a field. But it is still like all of a sudden there is a lit <laughs> mortar inside the car with the thing pointed out the window, and sure enough, just thunk out the side of our car comes I, this like huge firework. I think it was the first time I just like, ever realized because like you know, <coughs> normally you set the tube on the ground, yeah, which is obviously obviously the safe way to do yep. it. Um, but like you never think about how much back pressure it has. Yeah. And I remember that was the thing. So like the guy who was holding it, like almost broke his thumb Yeah, like, because it, it like kicked back so yeah. hard. It was like, they're that strong. Yeah. Like it's a, you know, it's like a two inch mortar. Like, right. I guess it makes sense, but oh, oh, man. Man. that was a pretty dumb one. That was a pretty bad thing to do with fireworks. Don't shoot them out of your moving car. Yeah. 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 And, and always, that. always be aware of your local restrictions and laws and all of those types yeah, of things wear safety things. glasses yeah don't throw them out of your hands because they could explode if and anybody wants hurt. to listen to just another like minute and a half of us rambling on and Real lawyer speak I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I feel like so embarrassed now I, I know at the time yeah the, the, that's the thing this is like like having having kids now I'm like like someday they're they, gonna, I like, know I'm the like the only there. way that I learned not to do dumb things was by doing dumb things right so, like listen to me sons uh, but don't like, don't be dumb I guarantee that's why our dad told us the exact same thing like, yeah I, I guarantee it yeah like, he's just like yeah, yeah no I did those things yeah like, I did those things exactly <sighs> I went I you know it's like yeah it's like I want to hear uh, yeah dad I want to hear I want to hear <laughs> your stories I remember him, him telling us once upon a time I think they did like 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 water skiing but snow skiing like just pulled each other like behind a snowmobile yes on skis and i'm like that's it. like when i heard that i was like that's amazing of course you would do that and i'm like i've never seen anyone do that oh like sure. you know like is that a thing or was that like a really stupid thing to be fair you we know? don't have snowmobiles now we, we don't have snowmobiles or yeah so may, maybe but even like online i don't feel like i've seen it you know before yeah, it's not like a, it's like a known sport you don't see this in the olympics Right. That I'm aware of. Right, 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 right. That's true. He did. I mean, he grew up in upstate New York. That's true. Was like a staple. A and I'm like, you almost had to have a snowmobile. So had to. Maybe it's just like so niche. It's so like you have to have such specific circumstances because even like I remember as a kid, we went to like the New York State Fair, or the Vermont State Fair or something yeah. while we were up visiting relatives. And I remember they had this like small used like child size snowmobile for sale. And I was like, Dad, what do I have to do to get you to buy me that snowmobile? Mm -hmm. Like there is nothing I've ever wanted more in my entire life than that. Than that thing like, right there. Like I will speak up right now. I want the snowmobile. I will sell all of my other toys. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do chores for the rest of my life. 
<laughs> you yeah. know, like I want the snowmobile. And even in my head, I'm like, we don't ever get enough snow to actually use it. But when we do, when I'm we a, do. I'm there's going to be like one day every three years where I will be a king. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Until I outgrow it, in which case, you know, I'll let somebody else borrow it. And yeah. I'll still probably be cool for having been the one who brought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I do also remember thinking, like, you know, when you go up to, like, where Grandma and Grandpa live, there are snowmobile signs, like, everywhere because I think, like, you know, you reach that time of the winter and it's just, like, it's literally what you have to do to get around. Right, yeah. It's, like, like they're probably not out there, like, ripping donuts in the middle of the fields and stuff like that. They're, like, literally, like, this is, like, my car. Right. Like, yeah, I, 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 I take this to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I cannot get anywhere without this vehicle. So I wonder if there's, like, a like a line where, like, <clears throat> like snowmobile usage is, like, at its absolute premium for, like, recreation activity and yeah. not specifically uh like either just like a necessary means of transportation and something that needs to be like protected in the same way that like your yeah. vehicle it's does. never occurred to me to own a snowmobile for anything other than recreation yes yeah. purely 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 but so maybe dad was in that like that yeah. like that like wafer thin zone no he's not in that wafer thin zone he was a teenager in a town that had snowmobiles and or this that. is what happened. Or that. Yeah. Or that. Dad, mm-hmm. we're coming for you for yeah. more details. I know. We know the truth. We, I want to hear about your fireworks stories. This <laughs> is my New Year's resolution is to try <clears throat> to find a way to have dad come on and tell us incriminating stories about him as a child. <laughs> 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 not, not incriminating like in like a legal way, but incriminating in like, hey, you told us not to do that and you did it. And you did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I want to I want to know all the stories because I have a feeling there are probably a good handful. Anyway, guys, as ever, thank you so much for tuning into this year. Year of the pop. Oh we have made it to way, the very way to go out with a bang. Am I right? We did. We went out with a bang. We did it indeed. Um, I hope that everybody has a fantastic and very, very, very exceptionally safe and carefully uh, put together uh, end of end of year celebration. Mm-hmm. If, you, if that's something that you do, yeah. Um, be careful. Be safe. All of the rest of the things. All of the things. Should you say it as well? Just yeah. Just be safe. Don't light firecrackers in your hand. Like Definitely just, don't. Don't do that. Do that. Yeah. That's a bad idea. You know, it is an explosive, and it does hurt if it blows up there. <laughs> there we go. Uh, otherwise, guys, we really, really, really appreciate all your support of the show. It's one of our absolute favorite things to do. As we said, like being able to talk with each other, uh, like for this dedicated hour each week, I think is really good for our brotherhood. Uh, and we're just really glad that you guys also happen to enjoy it along with us. So. Um, all of the best. If you have any feedback for the show, send it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Uh, if you would like to find us on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash popcornculture, where we've got lots of bonus content. Uh, after each week's episode, we record after the final pop. It's just an extra 15 to 20 minutes of Jay and I talking if you'd like some more podcast action. Uh, but otherwise, until next time, pop, pop. Pop.